Domenico in the room podcast with a very special guest. I have Nick Ortiz, fresh off his submission win last week at Enigma Invitational 3. Brother, man, uh, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I, I got done uh, lifting with uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Ryan and Nikki Rod, so it's been a while since I lifted. But uh, I'm just happy I got a little work, uh, a little uh, late night work in, and then I'm looking forward to eating some food later, and then just going to sleep. That's pretty much that's pretty much my life. Nice man. So you uh, talk about lifting. Uh, how many how many times do you train a week? Uh, getting in that you know getting in that work. Oh uh, oh man. To be honest with you, it's so sporadic. Like there are there's weeks where like I'm consistent, and then there are some weeks where I just feel like uh, it compromises my training because I'm too sore. That I just uh, I just kind of put a like you know a pause on, on lifting for a couple of weeks and then I feel great so I just I feel um, I don't know how to explain it I feel like if I if I start lifting I'm I'm either sore or it just doesn't do good for my cardio so I'm just I just kind of cut it a little bit and then I feel uh, at my best when I'm not lifting and just strictly training jujitsu but Excellent. I've been lifting for since I was 17 so wow. from 17 I'm 29 now so it's been over 10 years. So I feel like I've, I've gotten uh, that mature adult strength from, you know, from a teenager to an adult. So I don't feel like I'm going to get any stronger anytime soon if I just start lifting crazy or whatever. Well, well, well I have a lot of jujitsu friends, uh, really, really, you know, high level uh, practitioners out there who a lot of them don't get in that, that kind of strength and conditioning or that training work. Uh, how does that help you in competition? Does that help you that that extra strength? Because you know your 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 muscle mass must be a little more denser than someone that doesn't get that uh you know that 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 real weight weight training. I I personally think um, for me the most important thing when it comes to jujitsu, uh, weightlifting is great for injury injury prevention, absolutely. But in terms of just I'm not saying that it's not an advantage to have a strength advantage. It, it obviously is, but the most important advantage is to have a cognizant idea of the pace of the match. Because you can be strong, but what, what, let's say if it's a 15-minute match, what good is your strength going to do if you just go all in in the first two minutes and you got 13 minutes left, as opposed to building to a peak when the strength should be almost like the cherry on top or the period at the end of the sentence. Like you did all this work, He's exhausted. Now you have you're afforded the luxury of using your strength when it's really time to use it. So that's how I like to see it. I don't I don't like to see it as like I need to get you know uh, strength and conditioning to be stronger than my opponent. Uh, rather, I I do want to be stronger than my opponent, but when it when it counts, when Excellent. it really matters. Excellent. Well, my friend, let's talk about uh, you know last week's tournament and an opponent you faced and uh, that great, great win you had there, man. Let's talk about the Enigma uh, Invitational because it was your first time there. Uh, how was the experience? How did you feel? Um, I met you there and we'll talk a little bit about that, but uh, your personal experience and your feeling about the tournament because you've been to so many. Uh, what, what's your uh, recollection of it? That's funny. Actually, well, I'm still uh, in the... I would say the infancy of my competitive career. Like that was actually the fifth time I've competed. And that's one of my biggest issues is that I don't, uh, not that I don't put myself out there, but as soon as I was going to put myself out there to compete, uh, 2020 happened. And I was like, man, that sucks. And then, so I didn't know how long it would take before I, I would be able to do tournaments or super fights. And now slowly but surely things are starting to, uh, <clears throat> starting to, uh, come back to normal. 
So uh, I, I just hit a bunch of promoters up to just, you know, get my name out there, get uh, just some kind of confidence going for myself in terms of just uh, showing my work, my, my uh, you know, just the, the base of my work in front of people, you know, on a, on a stage. And that's, that's the kind of opportunities that I, that I uh, have been looking for. And I, I'm glad because, you know, I was so nervous that, uh, you know, who knows, uh, who knew how long this whole, the, the whole pandemic yeah. craziness was going to last, you know. But uh, in terms of the experience, I loved it. I loved the venue. I loved just, I loved the fact more than anything how supportive uh, the families and the friends of the competitors were. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not one mask, which was great. <laughs> Nothing against people wearing masks. You know, it's their prerogative. If somebody was there wearing a mask, that's cool too. Exactly. But I just like the idea that like, um, you know, just people were there to have a good time. Nobody looked stressed. Everybody was there to to support, you know, either their 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 you know their their family member, their teammate, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, I really enjoyed the experience overall. Win or lose, I I just I I just uh, I, I thought it was a really really well run event. It ended early, which is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the food, the food that was in like that area was just oh so good. Yeah. So they, it, was, it was just great. Yeah. yeah. They really catered to the competitors there. They really uh you know got you out there. They they were really focusing on uh you know getting the talent that was at this uh this uh event out there and big eyes on it. You know what's funny about it? Uh, what I want to talk about about is how I met you. Is uh, I was part of the event. I did the post uh interviews with the the winners. And I was sitting uh, next to the commentators, uh, uh, you know, bench there. And you sat next to me in a spare seat. And, you know, you're just sitting there and like clothes. It looks like you're, you know, ready to go out, have a couple of margaritas on the, you know, beach boardwalk, <laughs> hang out. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, I ask you your name and, you know, you say it and I go, are you the co-main event here today? He goes, you go, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you said something interesting. You go, this is a beautiful thing, what they're doing here. Like, just what you just said about the, the, the atmosphere there. There was families there. There was, you know, coaches there watching, uh, you know, watching their students thrive and in front of a crowd and in front of friends and family who haven't been able to uh, be in front of something like this in so long, man. So it was a special day and, you know, Kudos to you for being, you know, being a part of it and competing that day. I understand that you were in town. Like, as far as getting in this uh, competition, how did you plan that? Because I, I heard you were in town uh, videoing or something like that. Like, is is that uh, is that true? Yeah, so um, I was originally uh, going to be uh, in, uh, I believe, Massachusetts. I was going to fly into, from, from Boston uh, from the 3rd until like the 13th, I was going to do 10 days, but then uh, I had to cancel that ticket because John needed help with the uh, BJJ Fanatics uh, half guard DVD. So I said, oh, okay, so I can get, probably get my money back. And BJJ Fanatics being a phenomenal company, they uh, pretty much book your round trip ticket and, and they handled the business in that, in that regard. So I was able to help John with the DVD. I was able to get some training towards the end just to stay sharp with uh, Placido. And then once that happened, once I was done, then uh, I got a little more work in at Henzo uh, Gracie, New Hampshire with Placido. And yeah, that was pretty much, that's pretty much how I, I, I handled the situation. I, I wasn't nervous in the sense that I wasn't able to train from, I believe, Sunday to th almost Thursday because it was just pri primarily when you're in that situation of filming, you're filming from we usually start around 12, 12, 15, and we're not done until maybe the latest 
sometimes seven thirty, eight at night. So it's long, it's yeah. arduous, it's 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 a lot. So I was at first I was like, man, I'm not really getting any training in. But as soon as I started working with Placido for the last couple of days, and even the warm up leading up to the uh, to the to the match, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be fine. You know, so. And you spoke yeah. about that. I think, uh, you know, after that, you put a post out there how, you know, happy you were with it and you gave your thank yous to, uh, you know, who helped you out there. As far as the match, my man, uh, great match. You went in there and you did your business pretty quick. You talk about, you know, you haven't had many, you know, many opportunities because, uh, you know, you're kind of early in this, but this was your fifth or sixth time in there. How'd you feel fifth or sixth time in front of this big crowd and, and a performance like that? Because <coughs> you kind of took out uh, Alex, who's, uh, you know, been rolling with Enigma for a little while now and uh, kind of a crowd favorite there. Mm -hmm. No, Alex is a, is a tough guy. First of all, I, I wanted to make sure that uh, I was on my P's and Q's, so I definitely studied a few matches, saw what... What what were his net positives? What were his the, the negatives of his of his game? And um, I I pretty much planned it out where I was going to play my game, and then any adaptations he made to me, I was just going to counter the adaptations because I come from a place where everybody knows my game, but because everybody knows my game, I'm aware of what they do to me in response. So I'm already ready for the responses of anything that's being you know that I'm trying to do in, in a sense. Um, the, the match as a whole, I, I was honestly, I didn't, I, I didn't feel anything. I just felt like I was, I was just like, Oh wow, I, I belong here. <laughs> okay. This is, let me do this. Like it, I, I, I'm not going to pretend like the first or the second time I didn't have anxiety. Uh, to be honest with you, there isn't a level of anxiety. Because, uh, like your mind can start to play tricks, especially in the sense of just like, um, the team I come from, right? Because you could start to think, oh man, what's the team going to think? What's John going to think? I don't want to disappoint the team. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. The more you think about that, the less you think about jujitsu. And so I've had my moments where like, it's just been horrible performances, but they never discouraged me enough to the point where I never wanted to compete again. If anything, I, uh, I, I was just like, man, this, that sucked. Yeah. I mean, how much worse, how much worse can it get now? Like, you know what I mean? So let's keep doing it. And so the more I kept, I, the more I keep competing, the more I, I just feel like I'm in the kitchen eating cereal or something. It feels as, as natural as that. Like, it's just like another, another day, nothing crazy at this point. Nice, man. Well, it looks like, so, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, you flow great out there, man. A lot of eyes on you and, you know, great success there. Let's talk about, I mean, you speak about John and, and stuff. Let's get to that and let's get to how you got to this point. How did jujitsu, you know, become so important to your life? Uh, you know, where did you start? Uh, you know, we don't have to tell, you know, every detail, but, you know, where did that passion start for you? Uh, how old? And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. Okay, so when I was 17, the UFC started to come on TV, mainly cable on Spike TV. And I was never, even when I was young, I never got into boxing, never enjoyed, like, you know, I, I respect the striking arts, but it was never for me. It was never something that I looked at and I go, I, I can do that. Um, the moment that the, the uh, UFC fights would go into the ground, there was something intriguing about that. There was something intriguing about just uh, these certain positions, the idea that you can control someone in that manner. And, and ultimately also the most uh, attractive thing about the whole situation was were these submissions, getting to positions where you dominate the opponent on the ground and then you, uh, in a, from a hierarchy uh, system, you work to different positions and then you, you ultimately get the submission at the end. 
So I was like, man, I really, and, and, and what helped me think about this even more was just like, man, these are smaller guys that I'm watching. These aren't even, everyone's doing jiu-jitsu. It wasn't like a bias thing. It was like, wow, everyone from like the lighter guys all the way to the heavyweights have yeah. some kind of jiu-jitsu. And so um, I tried to approach that idea to my mom. You know, you're 17, so I was like, "Mom, I, I kind of, I think I want to do." In the beginning, I, I thought I wanted to do MMA. Yeah, so you said you you, path you, that, you throw yeah. you throw MMA at her. She's like, "Wait, wait, you yes, know, all, yes, all yes, the, yes." Like, if you yep. said if you said jujitsu right away, she probably wouldn't have known what that is. What you going to, you know, you know what I mean? You say right, you're doing you're doing taekwondo <laughs> exactly. Some crazy shit. So uh, so I tell my mom this, and she's like, "Oh, the well, I said MMA because that was the path that would link me to this jujitsu, you know, jujitsu." Yeah. So I say that, and she goes, "Oh, the guy with the, the guys with the ugly ears? No, 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 not my son." So you know that was that was kind of you know yeah. I, was, I was like, yeah, when, when you're 17, a little impressionable, it's very easy to get discouraged. Yeah. So I go, "All right, I guess I, I can't do that. Whatever, you know, it's, it's my mother." So I was yeah, like, whatever. So I, I just I went through life from 17 to 23, just doing odd jobs. I worked at supermarkets. I worked um, as a food runner. And nothing was fulfilling. Life felt kind of like a like I was in a void. Uh, just I was making money, kind of, but not really, and not enough to. It wasn't enough money where I felt content with my with my own happiness. Where I was like, well, at least I'm I'm self sufficient. Like when I worked these jobs, I would make like let's say no more than like two hundred twenty five dollars uh, a week. And so when you think about that, you go, man, I'm making two twenty-five a week, not counting taxes. How am I supposed to live? This doesn't make, especially if I want to live on my own. I don't, you know what I mean? So I go, okay, I'm 23. I'm not really that happy, at least not happy with what I'm doing. I'm going to do jujitsu. I'm not going to listen to what anybody says. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do because I know even if I'm struggling, I'm going to be happy knowing that I made the decision on my own. It's my own decision that I'm gonna uh, pursue this passion that I'm very serious about. And of course, in the beginning, people look at you like, oh yeah, sure, you wanna be a world champion or this, that, because it's, it's in the beginning and nobody knows your character. They don't understand that like, you know, they don't know the level, of, uh, the, the, uh, the level of your integrity when you say things. You just say things and people brush you off because they've heard many people say things and not really, you know, mean it or, you know, own it. So it was rough in the beginning. I, I started November 24th, 2015. I worked two jobs. So I would, I, so, so I worked at Party City and Toys R Us. And what I would do is <laughs> I would train, I would, I, I would sleep. I would get as much sleep as possible. Then I'd go, I believe it was from 12 to one. I could be wrong. 1130 to 1230. That was like the uh, morning afternoonish class. Then I'd sleep on the mats. Then I'd go to Blink Fitness, get a lift in, take a shower because I wanted to be clean. Then we'd have a no-gi session from 5.30 to 6.30 and then from an hour because there was the Muay Thai guys that would come in and do their work. Then from 7.30 to 8.30, I'd do the gi class. Then after that, I'd immediately rush home to take a shower and I'd do a night shift at Toys R Us from like 10 at night sometimes till 7, 8, 9 in the morning. Stock and shelves. Yes. And the only thing keeping me going was music and thinking about jujitsu and just thinking, just staying focused. Like I was maybe, you know, maybe I was working at Toys R Us, but like, you know, I'm happy that I'm able to, you know, do what I want to do. Yeah. I was passionate about it. 
Yeah, so I did that for a couple months until I felt burnt out. And then, uh, you know, Party City and Toys R Us left my life, but Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> stayed. And I, I, I got a job at the uh, gym I was working at. I, nice. I, I pretty much cleaned the mats. I did what I could to make a little bit of money there so I could have some money in my pocket, all while staying in this environment that I uh, craved more than anything because I wanted to be good. And, and I felt like, okay, if I'm going to be good, I need to be here every day, all the time, no matter what, whether it's my free time, uh, if I'm not doing anything right, I'm, I'm at the gym. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always asking my instructor questions. I was very, uh, I just wanted it. I really wanted it because I didn't want to go back to just, you know, working and not really feeling good about myself you know, in a sense. Yeah. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much how it started for me. So, Right now, where you are, I believe twenty nine years old. You you mentioned right. You just yeah. had, you just had a birthday at the beginning of the month, or correct? Yeah, I, yeah, May third. Oh right. no, no, no. Well, not in June, but in May. Yeah, yeah. All May right, 3rd. so not too far. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So you're what twenty twenty three years old. You're training in jujitsu. You are twenty nine years twenty nine years old now. Yeah. How did you get from there to training with, you know, Danny Hare and the the Death Squad? I mean, in such a, a a small. I mean, there's guys that take some ten years to become like a a, a black belt in jujitsu, or you know, fifteen years. Here you are training with one of the deadliest and most uh, known <laughs> jujitsu teams, you know, in the in the world. You you hear this yeah. name everywhere. How did you get there in such short amount of time? Well, so in the beginning, like I said, I. I uh... I trained at Evolution Muay Thai under Adam Benyu. Uh, unbelievable instructor, and he, he pretty much gave me the foundation uh, to where I, I feel like um, a lot of my game in the beginning and still to this day comes from uh, a lot of what I learned from from Adam Benyu in terms of just you know uh, inside position, keeping a strong, having a, just a a strong guard because he's he's a he's he still is, but um. Back then, more so, he was known for the guard, a lot of just like, you know, pulling guard, his, his loop chokes, that sort of thing. So I got to that because I felt, in my mind, I was like, okay, I can't do anything offensively. I don't know any offense. So why not I just be difficult to pass? And so I, that's what I worked on in the beginning. And then he moved to, I believe, Virginia to work with Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall gave him a, uh, a really nice deal. So he pretty much took that opportunity. And then we got another instructor who came, and uh, Herman Salas, and he was very, 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 probably one of the most talented people I ever, I've ever got the chance to roll with. It just didn't make sense how uh, he, he was more intuitive than anything. Like it, it just, it was almost like he was jujitsu the way he he would roll. It just didn't make any sense. And so I learned how to be relaxed. I learned how to flow because of him. I learned not to be so tense. I learned how to to really let the, 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 my body weight do the work for me. And then he left, he got into some trouble. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, okay. It's already two instructors. I, I need consistency. Yeah, I yeah, need somebody because, that's going to be, yeah. Because what you talked about is the passion. I mean, basically jujitsu is it for you. So uh, you're, you're rolling, you're rolling. So you need that constant, you need uh, a structure. Uh, uh, that's yeah. going to stay there. So keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I, no, I it's okay. It. <laughs> yeah. So I go, man, that was two instructors. I don't, I mean, like what, 
what that's where you kind of have to really like pump the brakes and be like, okay, am I going to stay here or am I going to do, am I going to do what's best for me? What I feel like is my best interest in terms of going in the direction of be, becoming a world champion. And I was like, well, Enzo's not so far. John Danaher's consistent. He has a team that's consistent. There's consistent guys that train 24 seven there. Uh, I don't have to worry about a situation where like I go and then like John disappears or something, you know, he's always there. Yeah. So I go, I, I gotta, I gotta make the change for me and my benefit and what I want from, from, from uh, my future in the sport. So May 3rd, literally on my birthday, uh, 2018, I signed up with, with Henzo Gracie Academy and the first class I took was with John. And then ever since then, I've, it's pretty much been under John ever since. Nice, my man. So yeah. uh, what's your mother thinking right now about this right now? She's, I, uh, shockingly, she's proud of me. I don't know where that came from. She's like, I always knew you. Oh, my God. But to be honest with you, yeah, I mean, my, uh, me and my, 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 my relationship with my mother is, uh, it's like, uh, you know, like Hitler in German. There you go. <laughs> for like a better sense yeah it's yeah like in the beginning it's very hitler in germany and then as we got older we became friends because now you know yeah she doesn't she doesn't see me as like her i mean she's still, she'll always see me as, as her son but now she sees me as an adult i understand really she, she was yeah she so was the, the whole relationship she, has changed she was a strict mom <laughs> yes oh yeah yeah very yeah i oh, had yeah. i had one of those too my friend uh my mom was a born again christian and i was the last one born of a. Uh, of a bunch of troublemakers. So she really had the vice grips on me. So I, oh, yeah. I, I feel you, brother. So you're at Renzo's with John and now you're at, you're in Puerto Rico at uh, yes. Combat 360. So you're moving around, man. How do you, uh, are you bound? Like, how are you, how are you in Puerto Rico now? You were in New York, Bronx, New York. Uh, now yep. you're in Puerto Rico. How did that opportunity open up? Okay. So the pandemic, happened and so uh, Henzo Gracie was closed but it was available there was a, a little loophole where uh, athletes were still allowed to train that's uh, something that was happening in New York and I'm sure all across uh, the United States so we had for the pandemic I want to say from February until we left the best guys in the world about like 15 people just training in a room that's usually packed on a Monday or, you know, every day practically with like a hundred to 120 people. Now the room is empty and it's only 15 of the best guys. And the most important thing for me is not that I didn't appreciate all the people that trained with us because it's multiple training partners. You get different looks. I loved that we had so much space to work our wrestling. You didn't have to worry about bumping into somebody. God forbid you accidentally, you know what I mean? Tr you know, run over someone. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people on the mat. Yeah. But once it became, once it got dropped to 15 people due to the whole pandemic and we were training every day, I saw a significant elevation in my growth because I was able to hit moves. I had so much space to work moves and, and craft uh, different things that I wanted to do without worrying about, you know, let's say if I hit a Simigashi, am I going to bring my opponent or I'm sorry, rather my teammate over, you know, on top of like two other people who are rolling right yeah. next to me sort of thing. So then once that started to uh, – once that was commencing, by the time we got to November, uh, Gordon just randomly hit me up on WhatsApp. He's like, hey, man, 
we're going to Puerto Rico in three weeks. Are you down? And by this point in, in 2020, I'm, I'm practically homeless. Yeah. Like I don't have a home. I'm bouncing from couch to couch. I'm making money personally training just to, just to have food. Yeah. Just to have food, but but I'm practically homeless at this point, and so I just thought it was so uh, there's something just ironic. Like I couldn't stop laughing. Like I, I was pretty much at my not at my wits end because I wasn't going to give up jujitsu, but I was essentially in a position where like I had no place to go. It was just really rough, and opportunities for for work were just not a thing. Not that I couldn't get a job. But I, it, it just would. It, at that time, it was so difficult with everything that was happening. So once Gordon said, "Hey, man, we're moving to Puerto Rico. Are you down?" I was like, "What, what the fuck am I gonna do in, in New York? I can't. Like, what, what more can New York give me?" And, and you guys are all going to Puerto Rico, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. So I was like, "Hey, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you even reaching out and considering me." And. Uh, I say, yeah, he told me around October, November. By the time it was December, I went to Florida to spend some time with my mother. And then the 10th of December, I, I was officially in Puerto Rico. And nice. that's pretty much that's pretty much where I've been ever since. I've been here. So I, uh, I would imagine you're teaching, training, and what else is going on in Puerto Rico for you? I mean, uh, you know, you're a busy guy right now. What's going on uh, other than training and, uh, you know, coaching there? That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's literally so, my life is 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 a routine, and I I like it to be that way. I'm not a uh, not I'm not uh, introverted, but I'm not extroverted either. I'm a very I'm very much a guy who my social environment is training, and so I get a kick out of that. I get a kick talking to my teammates. You know, we're pretty yeah. close. I, I I like the uh, the bond and the engagement that I have with them. And then after I'm done training, I'm home. I'm cooking my food. I'm doing my laundry. I'm in my room. Uh, one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is just listen to music all day. I just listen to music. As I'm listening to music, I think about uh, things that I want for myself, and that's pretty much pretty much all I do, really. Occasionally read. Uh, occasionally study if I'm thinking about certain moves or certain things that I want to uh, implement in the training room later on, implement competition. But uh, – yeah, besides teaching and training, uh, sleeping and eating are the next two <laughs> things behind that. That's pretty much, that's pretty much well, it. Well, my man, uh, I mean, the passion's there for you, and uh, it looks like you're, you know, the success is happening on the mat and who you're training with and the opportunities you're getting there. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you speak about uh, things being ironic and stuff. Things happen for <laughs> a, a reason, definitely, man. And I think, yeah. you know, all you've been through, uh, things, the good things are happening because of, uh, you know, your experiences in the past and definitely the passion and, and just this, uh, this jujitsu path that you've taken a couple of last questions before I let you go and yeah, give you absolutely. shout outs, man, as far as, uh, your path now, man, uh, you know, competitions are opening up. The world has opened up, uh, officially in the last like couple of weeks, you were at one of the first tournaments with everything opening up as you uh, spoke with no mass, man. What's the future uh, right here with you and your competition and, and training? And, and what, what's the goal here for uh, Nick Ortiz? Oh, it's, well, the number one goal is uh, definitely winning ADCs. That goes without a shadow. That's the only thing I, th I probably, besides what I normally think about, which is obviously jiu-jitsu, that's the thing I think about all the time. Like I think about the gold medal on my neck, how it would feel, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's all I, I honestly uh, think about. So these competitions uh, are just 
you know, stepping stones leading me to the direction of just building my confidence to know that with the training in succession with the, the competitions, the, 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 the people that I'm going up against, I could build myself up to know that I can um, do the same things that I'm doing at a local level at the highest level. Because I feel at the end of the day, again, with the mind, people, you know, like to over uh, just um, really overthink a lot of things, right? Like, you know, maybe they're having success at a local level, but they think it's different once they reach uh, the world, you know, at the, at the world-class level. Not saying that it's not different. Of course, the, the, the opponents are much more difficult. They're a little more sharper, but that shouldn't deter you from what you need to do, which is your game at the end of the day. So as long as you understand, okay, if I'm doing this at a local level, I'm still going to do the same thing at the world-class level. It's just going to be, a li- it's just going to be a little different, little, maybe different looks. Maybe the guy, you know, um, is uh, a little more, he has a little better situational awareness of what I'm trying to do, but it's not going to stop me. It's not going to break my confidence, uh, you know, at all with, with, uh, with how I approach world-class guys or how I approach, you know, a guy from the local scene, you know, it's all the same to me, but yes, the, the future is definitely just keeping on to, uh, this, uh, level of consistency with, uh, competing. I'm definitely going to do ADCC trials in November. I'm going to do all of them, see how I do, you know, I would love to win trials and earn my spot at, uh, at the ADCC world championships, uh, in, uh, 2022. But yeah, that's the goal. I mean, I don't care how long it takes. I could be 50. I'll still yeah. try to win ADCC. You know, I, I, I don't think I'll be happy. Um, not that I'm not happy, but I don't think I'll be fulfilled in life until I, I win ADCC. Well, you know, dude, in the amount of time uh, wave you've gotten to now, uh, you know, in three years, I can't wait to see where you're going to be then, man. Uh, coming out of, uh, you know, the training camps and the training partners that you have behind you that you get to roll with and just the minds that uh, can help you out along the way, man. Great things, man. Great meeting you uh, and all that. As far as, do you have any uh, tournaments, anything that you're rolling with in the near future? Anything that you want to, like, um, you know, yell out there uh, for people to check out? I, I'm i in the works with a couple of things. Guys are trying to find me opponents at the moment. I know I'm definitely booked for September and November for Enigma Invitational to defend the 155-pound the champion uh, championship. So I'm really looking forward to that. I know Chris Sosa is working on, you know, getting some opponents, tough guys. And, again, I, I just want to put myself out there, um, see what I can do, maybe do things differently. Maybe I won't go for legs this time. Maybe I will. Maybe the guy defends and I just, you know, go for the back or, or something. Maybe, show, I think the next time I compete, I just want to show more range. That I, You know, I don't want to get uh, – I don't want to get complacent. And I don't want to be known as a guy who just attacks legs, you know. It's really, it's really easy to get caught up in that and uh, caught up in that kind of, you know, uh, mentality where, like, you know, you just go for legs, 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 and you don't really see the path to other avenues that the guy's giving you when he's doing the right things defensively. So I, I'm just looking forward to the competition getting a little more difficult so that I can show a wider array of my, my skill set that, I'm, that, I'm, uh, that I have, uh, sorry, that I have been uh, working on, so. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to guys who maybe stall. I come up and wrestle. Looking forward to guys that are 
uh, understanding of the leg lock game, and I use it to come up on top and pass the guard, that sort of thing. So, Excellent. Well, dude, uh, like I said, pleasure meeting you, uh, pleasure hanging out with you afterwards. We had, uh, you know, uh, dinner at the, you know, after dinner. Uh, and yeah, learned learned a little bit about you there. And, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to talk to you and get your story out there because it's a very special one. And, uh, man, we're going to be seeing a lot of you at Enigma, man. I'm very uh, happy about that. Hopefully we can get, uh, you know, some more of uh, maybe uh, these up-and-comings that you're helping out along the way come uh, to one of these tournaments also. So, my man, last thing, shout-outs, uh, social media, Thank yous. Anything you want to throw out there, man? Though. Oh, okay. The floor uh, is yours. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Instagram. Thank you. Uh, Instagram is uh, Nick Ortiz Jiu Jitsu seven one eight. Thank you. Obviously, John Danaher, Danaher Death Squad. Uh, they've made me just uh, in a short amount of time. They've made me what I am, and I, I can only imagine how much further I can take this. Uh, given the dedication and the consistency that I, I'm bringing to the table. And all they do in return is give me that same level of consistency and dedication, especially John. Like John's always in pain. John's, you know, just hurting all the time and he's always there. Oh, I, I've never, um, I, it's very inspiring because like, you know, some days I wake up and I'm just, I'm just hurting. And it's like, well, I got to be there because like, you know, there's somebody there who's hurting much worse than me who's hurting so much more than I. So it's like, I, I can't, um, I can't let that be an excuse. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There are days where like, you know, I can't turn my neck to the right, but I still go to class. I let John know. I'm like, John, my neck, I'm just going to sit and watch. Um, but in terms of just letting it be an excuse where I just stay home and do nothing, it's, it's not, it's not really an option. Unless I'm like literally like I have to flu that I don't want to come to the gym. But yeah. So, yes, John Danaher of the Danaher Death Squad. Shout-outs to my mother, the number one hater of my life. I appreciate her. If, if, she, if she wasn't a hater, if she didn't tell me I couldn't do things, then I wouldn't be able to prove her wrong. And now she, now she cares, and now I'm living life. I'm doing my thing. So thank you, Mom. I appreciate you. Tough love works, my man. Tough love works. Tough love is, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the toughest of love. No, it's very true.